On this week's episode of Resting Pitch Face, we are talking about the power of an integrated sales and marketing team. We touch on the sales first competitive nature often associated with these departments and how a lack of communication between these teams might be damaging your business. So Polly, this week you posted something very interesting on LinkedIn. Um, was it about making people take their lunch hours? It, it wasn't, but that was also a good <laughs> a good person I did today. I got drenched and so did you. Um, no, it was the one about sales and marketing teams um, yep. working closely together or should they work closely together, all that sort of stuff. And I know I'm spending a lot of time on LinkedIn and also reflecting back on my career being in a sales position I've had different structures and I know it's quite a debated topic. Yeah. So um, I think we should talk about it a little bit more, um, see what we think is right, wrong, if there is such a thing, uh, and what our experiences have been. So um, how long have you been in marketing role here at Vaughan? Um, started in July, so what's that coming up to? Is that Seven months? months? No, more than that, isn't it? Eight months? Something clearly, so, clearly, yeah. I'm not in a mathematical role. No, not a year, <laughs> we'll agree. Not a year, near to a year. year. Um, is that is this your first marketing role? Uh, where I'm just doing marketing, yeah. And is this the first role where you've there's been almost like separation between for you, separation between marketing and sales, and you're just looking after marketing and only marketing? Yeah, so previous role, I've been like an account manager where you obviously kind of do like kind of do a bit of marketing but you also like less like internal marketing more like client-side marketing obviously um and sales so I've kind of been like in your role so this is the first time that I've been like I guess I am an internal marketer aren't I I guess you are. I guess I am. <laughs> I just realised. Um, <laughs> this is just coming to me. So I guess it's the first time that I've been in that position and then working like alongside sales. So like typically the way that I've seen it and the way I've seen it play out and I bet you've seen the same is marketing and sales often sit very separate. I mean, it's different in agencies. It's different in different businesses. You know, like if you're selling products and things you probably work a little bit closer side by side or whatever else but they're often almost like pitted against each other aren't they or that they they pit themselves against you to be like you're like marketing oh sales (laughs) so true yeah i think uh, and to be honest i'm guilty of taking the piss with through my linkedin posting about that um (laughs) and to be fair you then brought it down to a serious level with your post this week um talking a little bit more about how we're structured here and if i got the correct end of the stick how it's working well for us um i think the power of sales and marketing working closely being as integrated as possible and that can be as surface level as they talk to each other yeah i think it's quite evident when it works here you we've got proof of it we're working on something at the moment that's been quite exciting where very early on we've seen the 
the fruits of sales and marketing working closely together to put a bit of a campaign, if we want to call it that, yeah. together. And it's generated so far the action that we wanted it to generate. Yeah, and that's sort of what we've been building up to, isn't it? Like, obviously, there's the everyday side of marketing. Like, I think what I mentioned in my post was how, if, if you're out there making sales, how can that not be aligned with what you're saying about your business? So that what you're telling potential clients or potential new customers or whatever else, how can you not make sure that that lines up with what is being said on like your business pages or what people land on when they get to your website or whatever else? So we're very good at that. Like we're very good at taking note of like who you guys are talking to, like what areas we want to be focusing on, where we want to be going and making sure that things are tailored towards them. And if that is as small as like, you know, just sharing a snippet from a case study, sharing some snap, snap, uh, or stats from... Or snaps. We can share snaps. <laughs> I started saying snapshot and then I started saying stats. Snapshots. <laughs> um, from like a successful campaign that links to a conversation that's being had. It's just like an extra layer to what's going on. Mm. And likewise, that could lead to, you know, extra people in a, in a certain sector that you want to focus on I just I've never understood how people do manage to do both of those roles without talking it through and without making them line up but we see it all the time yeah I've, I've lived and experienced it my first job out of uni which I know I've talked about on previous um, episodes was a marketing role in, in in-house industrial engineering real ugly nitty-gritty sort of stuff and I mean, it was old school. I know, I've, again, I've told you about this, so I won't go into it, but simply the layout of the office, right? I was the only person in marketing, so I was managing the website and, and whatnot. I had my own room because it was very, it wasn't your open plan office, although there was a, a, a little bit of open plan elsewhere for finance and legal and stuff. But, I'm um, sure they didn't just put you in a room for yeah, a reason. <laughs> graduate, get him in there. He needs a wash. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, mar- me, the marketer, marketing department, marketing team, whatever you want to call it, in one room, door closed, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. The old school um, office layout. And then not even next door were the sales team. And it was three or four guys, can't remember. Again, behind closed doors. And there was it was so disjointed that the business didn't even think to... I mean, I was a graduate, so I wouldn't I probably wasn't confident enough to put my hand up and be like, and question it. You yeah, just, be like, you just, oh, we should be talking to each other. Exactly. Yeah. But now I look back and think, shit, how did that ever operate in any which way that was to the benefit of the business from either a sales or a marketing yeah. or both perspective? I think that's what's mad. It's like, how, how can you have these two functional teams, both of which can be worth a certain amount of money to a business, but when you join them up, you will quite quickly see that money, that that level go up and the amount they're worth to go up because what you can achieve by actually working together, talking. And sometimes it's just about ideas as well. Like if you're by yourself in a single person marketing team, which I would be if we didn't work so closely together, yeah. you can't possibly have all those ideas yourself. Like who do you bounce stuff off? Where do you, where do you go for your brainstorms? Like who are you consulting on that? Like, that's never going to be a, the most productive way to use that person. No, no. 
because you need that feedback and you need it from the people who know what's going on and know what needs to be talked about. You also need to give the other team, person, whatever, the opportunity to say something or help. Or So in what, I'm, what I'm thinking here is you join our like pipeline updates, don't you? Yeah. At any point, I could name a company that we're hoping to meet with or we have a meeting and you can jump in with an idea. If, yeah. I, if, you, if you weren't aware of that, unless I needed your help, I knew I needed your help with something. So for example, I know that you've thought of case studies that we can put front and center in front of X company that I'm trying to speak to or I'm about to speak to and you've thought, right, let's bump, I don't know, whatever industry experience in the form of a case study top of the list, front and centre for them on our website. That wasn't something I came to you and said, can we do this? This was simply because you were were in those conversations where we were talking about pipeline, for example. So it works completely the other way. It works in the impromptu way as well. Yeah, massively. Because otherwise, what are you going to do? Come off the back of that and you come out of your sales whip and you've gone through all your prospects and clients and you've gone through all the stuff coming up. And then you have to go make a list of what you need to tell marketing at that point and whatever else and you might have the odd idea but all they get is like secondhand information at that point and it's not it's transactional that yeah your way like you have to go to marketing or the other way around and say i i recognize that i need this from you but think of all the possibilities where no one recognizes anything without the other person saying something and going oh shit oh yeah that's a thing (laughs) here's an idea so I, i think we've i think we're We've nailed it quite, when I say nailed it, obviously I'm not saying that we're the finished article, but we've done a damn good job very early in, very early on in having the sales and marketing teams as almost just being, I almost say it as a commercial, just a commercial kind of driven. Yeah, definitely. And I think I suppose it helps, like we've talked about this before, obviously I've come from a sales background which I suppose does kind of help. That's probably helped us early on to marry up those teams because I can see it from your point of view as well. And you've been in a marketing background, so you can see my role from my point of view, which is probably will help massively in how well our teams function together. But then alongside that, like you said, it's the bigger things that we're now looking at. It's those big campaigns. Actually, we're sat working on for hours at a time as a team and looking at it from every angle and it's not just from a commercial angle it's from everything it's from the creative it's it's every element of it and that i've never really seen that happen between those two departments in that unless it's a an outright pitch that's a response to a brief Mm -hmm. then obviously you see that but i've never seen it just in off off the cuff because we've had a good idea that we think is going to work well for both our both our departments and for the business. There's the, there are loads more examples that, as you're saying that that I'm thinking of what we've done in the last less than a year, whatever, however long we said that you've been here for, um, where you know I'm having a conversation, impromptu conversation on LinkedIn, and someone client side has said something about our operating model, and I've told you immediately, and you and the reason why I've told you is firstly were much of a muchness in terms of our experience which is what you've you've just talked through secondly i do wonder if it's to the benefit from a messaging perspective a marketing perspective for you to hear this kind of feedback that we're getting 
in the real world. Well, yeah, because that's what I also find mad. It's like marketers aren't necessarily talking to clients. No, not always, no. Like I I talk to some of our clients and we, we're doing that thing more and more where we're, we're making the effort to go out and speak to them because I want to know what they think. I want to know what they think of the business because that's really important. I never understood anybody that thinks you don't need to do that, but that's a whole different topic. But then, so how can you're talking to the people that are seeing us and understanding, and they're people that are seeing us often, they might have only seen our website, they might have only seen something on LinkedIn, they're only seeing like short snippets, they don't know our business inside out like a client would. It's really important to hear what they think of us. And if marketing aren't always in the position to be having those conversations, but sales are having them on a daily basis, how the hell can you ignore that? Surely you want to know that. Like, that's massively important to your messaging. It's also massively important to the success of what you're putting out there. Are people seeing you in the way that you're intended? Mm. It, it's bonkers to think that, and, and there are still, and, and I think we said it quite early on in this conversation, we're obviously in the marketing industry, so you'd expect integration. I can say firsthand, previous places, there's been shit hot marketing team and a good shit hot, whatever you want to call it, sales team. But there's no meat in the middle. Apart from fair dues, we do this as well. Um, a whip meeting, a weekly whip meeting where everyone's there from both sides. But beyond that, it was almost like a tick box exercise. Like, get, oh yeah, we've seen them. Yeah. But what's the like follow follow up with that? What's the what does that actually translate to? And genuinely, I think a lot of it can be helped by communicating. Oh yeah, massively. Yeah. Sitting closer obviously helps facilitate that. Yeah. And sometimes you don't sit close, sales and marketing teams, which I still think is bonkers, but it happens. But the level of, uh, uh, sorry, the impact that just simply communicating every day about what you or I internally might think, this is trivial, this doesn't matter to the other person, it's nonsense. Mm. Try it, say it, it tell them everything. It can have a massive impact, yeah. yeah. I think the other thing is, and I'll see what you think of this, there's often in each team, like an arrogance that stops them communicating. So like sales think they've done everything. And they they like this isn't this isn't a case of every salesperson. This is just purely an example. Say somebody in sales thinks that they've facilitated the call, they've, you know, got this client on the books that they've found via social media or whatever. And they will take full credit for that because they want that praise. Whereas they don't want to admit that actually they might have come off the back of a social media post that was part of a wider campaign, that was part of a wider strategy that was facilitated by the marketing department. And same thing, like if like marketing get a direct lead into them, they don't always want to acknowledge that actually that might have come off the back of a sales conversation that happened with somebody else that could be a mate of someone. And I think there's often that arrogance of people want their own win mm. and that's why they refuse to integrate. They almost like look at each other and they're like, oh, no. It's, yeah, it, and that, that goes as far as I've seen it where each team members wouldn't even congratulate the other, you know, yeah. well done for that win. Like, I, I, it's bonkers that I can see it and remember it so vividly and clearly, yet 
thinking how we're set up here it's just the complete opposite of that yeah. like the amount of times you and I have said well done to each other on something that we obviously we both know these sometimes are. it's just about a funny gift <laughs> exactly exactly that yeah memes and gifts um like it, it's it does translate it goes as far as just even saying don't even want to congratulate the other person and if you if you really think about it you can't have the company's best interests at heart because if something ste- if a new client came in and it really st- if you track it all the way back it stems from something marketing had done yeah you plus marketing so i'm saying you as in sales me plus the marketing team plus the business need to do more of that oh definitely if you're in if you're in sales or you're in marketing just for your own ego I mean, unfortunately, those people do quite well in sales. And there's plenty of them. And they also do quite well in marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it all comes back to you have to genuinely give a shit. You can't be like that in a business. You can't be... It can't be focused around you and your achievements. Yeah, it's fantastic when you do something you should be congratulating everything else. But you're there as a team. If someone else in your team makes a sale... That's a win for your team. That's a win for your business. Surely oh. that's like the most important thing. Of course. And at the end of the day, if you've then got future targets looming over you, yeah. the best or one of the best ways to figure out how you're going to get there is looking back at what has worked. Yeah. And if you are not being true to what has worked, so in other words, giving marketing the credit where it was, you know, it, they played a part in the journey of getting X client on board or the other way around sales. You're skewing the data, Massively. and then you're going to look at that data and go, "Oh, the business, the wider business, that worked. Let's do more of it." But if you're not being honest about what that more of it, you're repeating the wrong thing. Exactly. So actually, you're shooting, possibly shooting yourself in the foot because you're not actually repeating what worked, and then the business is therefore, as a product of that, is obviously going to be affected as well. I can't believe we're saying all of this for what twenty minutes. 17 minutes and there are still oh, I could talk about this forever yeah I mean a lot of what we're saying as well though does come back to something which we talk about an awful lot on this podcast which is culture yeah. if you have a culture where you are you do put your teams in competition against each other or even put individuals in those teams like for example we've seen sales teams where you are ranked against each other you know, you get prizes for being your top biller or whatever else. That is never going to give you the integration between teams that will lead to success. No. No, it's... Um, and that's culture. It drives the wrong values in yeah. at a person level, personal level, person level. And then that obviously... Uh, feeds its way back up into the wider culture of, of the team and then the business and everyone knows that new business is really the heart the blood like the, what is needed for a business like commercial the commercial department is incredibly important and it's it's mind-blowing to know and think of a sincere lack of integration between marketing and sales teams yeah. that exists as we speak in many businesses. Hopefully listeners that will be <laughs> wanting to get in touch with that, how do you do it? <laughs> but it's, it's really not that hard though, is it? 
we're, we're blowing this. We're, we're almost saying that we're one end of the, you know, the spectrum versus the other. We're not. We're, no, we're not doing anything extraordinary. We're not doing anything, you know, that's like has some amazing formula that makes this work. It's as simple as have a conversation, talk through what you're doing, involve everybody in the team in what's going on, and that's it. I think it, we we should probably talk about something else that taps into this on a different on a future episode. But if you think about remove the fact that me and you are officially in sales and marketing in different you know in different teams, think of the activity that you and I do. For example, on LinkedIn, we're building our own networks. Think of the value that you would have in your network for me in my yep. role, and the other way around. Yeah. Forget that we're sales and marketing, just two people with yep. different networks that we're building. Integration, like it just talk to each other. Say that you you know, look at this person who's commented on my post, Dan, and me the other way around. Yeah, like, I had a really good conversation with this person. I think you'd really get on really well with them. Yeah. Like that's massively important. How can you not I mean, we're all taught to share contacts in terms of like a sales contact, but actually it's not about that. No. It's I'd really not. Think about that approach that we did for last week's webinar. Generating interest for the webinar. Yep. All mucking in. Yep. Then the webinar itself, spotting people asking questions, following up after the webinar with them on a one-to-one basis. Like yep. It's just, it's not sales and marketing really, if you think about it. They're terms that we're all used to in business. It's just being human and... Being decent people. Like, yeah. what's the point in putting on a webinar that you've put loads of work into loads of effort into to then just ignore anything afterwards it's actually you want to talk to the people find out why they came yeah but that's massively important to anything you do like yeah and it shouldn't be that it doesn't have to be the responsibility of sales or marketing to do that it's just one team effectively driving for the same striving for the same goals and that's it all doing like a little bit of something Mm. That makes everything so much easier. Mm. And then, you know, every little bit's also got the right care and attention given to it. Then it being like one team's responsibility to do absolutely everything. But again, that's just yeah. a bit of decent teamwork there. I think a future episode should be about like personal branding, if we want to call it that, but the, <laughs> the network building and the benefit of network building outside yeah. of your day-to-day yeah. tasks because I think we're investing in that so we've got stuff to evidence and talk about um, and I know that a lot more companies are looking at that. Seeing the importance of it yeah, and seeing the, the actual value of it. Let's do it. Yeah.